Welcome everybody to another episode of Imagine Faith Talk, the podcast where we believe that faith in God is key to unlocking everything you've been called for. We're your co-hosts Kevin Lushla and Donovan Donnell, and today's topic, oh my goodness, this one is so good. I'm tired of success. Let me say that one more time for everybody out there. I'm tired of success. Now, Donovan, I feel like this is a topic that you and I are going to be coming back to a lot because achieving success is something that high performers with higher values who are trying to operate in their highest nature think about all of the time. It is, man. And I think one thing why we're going to keep coming back to this is because wherever you have to exert effort, there's always a threat of exhaustion. I think that the point that we need to see clearly or the reason why we get exhausted is because we don't understand that God already prepared a path for us. Mm. And so that means there's positioning and placing. And that is the part that we have to wrap our minds around that God had a very instrumental role in creating this path for us. And there's places that we should be and located at certain points in time throughout our journey, through whatever it is that we're doing in our business and our marriage and our life. And that's the part that we want to kind of unpack today. Where's Where's God put you? Mm-hmm. Where, where has he placed you? Are, you? are you where you belong? Because no amount of patience is good enough if you're not in position. So, you know, we can go that route. I feel like one of the things we talk about a lot in Imagine Faith Talk is that God has called us to maximize our uniqueness with our imagination, right? There's no one like you on this earth. There's no one like me on this earth. And what God is imagining for us to do for his glory can only be accomplished through our wiring. So like you out there, who's the young professional, the entrepreneur, the the CEO, the person in law, politics, medicine, there's a specific wiring that God has put in for you to accomplish his goals for you on earth. But I feel like when you start thinking about those things and maximizing yourself to the level that God has called you for, I mean, there are so many obstacles ahead. It's challenging. There are there are different balls that you're going to have to juggle. And I know for me, that creates a lot of anxiety, thinking about what success could already look like. And you know what? And when it comes down to maximizing your uniqueness, which is something that we're really big on here, understand that whenever you're going to maximize your uniqueness, it's going to cause you to be or walk in the path of the title of an innovator. And that can be scary. Yeah. It can be scary to walk into a place knowing that I am uniquely made for this and that I'm supposed to take it to a new level or take it in a new direction. And like, is everybody going to agree with me? Are they going to be okay with it? It's, 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 it's scary to maximize your uniqueness, but it's necessary. Oof. It's necessary for fulfillment to happen in your life and impact to happen in the generation. Man, I agree. Well, <laughs> well, let's just get straight into it. Donovan and I actually went through a Bible study on this. And one of the things that we've learned and he kind of alluded to this already, is that maybe we're tired of the idea of success because we're out of place from where God actually wanted to position us. Maybe we're not where God wants us to be and therefore the idea of it is so draining and tiring. We'll go into these verses that we were studying. We were going through Joshua 1 and the context for this is that Joshua is the new leader of the Israelites. Moses has died and God has some specific commands for him in terms of what he's going to do to help the Israelites achieve the goals that he had set out for them. If we go to Joshua 1, 3, and 4, it reads here, I will give you every place where you set your foot as I promised Moses. Your territory will extend from the desert to Lebanon and from the great river, the Euphrates, all the Hittite country to the Mediterranean Sea in the West. Donovan, what are you hearing from this when, when God is telling him what you're, what you're going to accomplish and the place that you're going to accomplish that in? I hear, I hear the, the participation of heaven. 
I hear the full participation of heaven. I hear a proactive God. I hear someone who has thought this thing out before he put me on this earth. And that creates an enormous amount of confidence and courage. I hear that God had forethought. Mm. I hear that there is something that's been prepared for me. I hear that I don't have to work and break my back for everything. I hear that obedience is like the greatest life hack. Submit and obey. Wait, wait, wait. Say that one more time. What did you just say? I feel and I hear that obedience to God is the greatest life hack. Say it one more time. Ooh. I hear that obedience to God is the greatest life hack. Submit and obey. Okay, everybody, please write that down. I'm writing it down mentally. That is crazy. Obedience is the greatest life hack. Man, I agree. Like, if you look at these verses, God has already set a territory for where Joshua was going to have dominion. It was defined. It was specific. It was anointed. So, in my mind, anything outside of that territory was not given to him by God. So, the question is... Are you stepping into territories where God never asked you to set foot in? Are you in places where God never positioned you? I know I've definitely been in that, Donovan. I mean, in, in music, I never wanted to be a musician. You know that. I always wanted yeah. to be in medicine. And the fact that God said, I actually have this path for you into music, I didn't really believe that this was for me. This was the path that I thought I knew I could do, but I realized if I don't listen to God, maybe there's an anointing on this music path as nebulous as the path seems to me. If I don't trust that path, I will miss that blessing. I'll miss that anointing. And I sometimes feel like we can step into territories that are not for us because I don't know if we're scared. I don't know if we we don't believe God. Like, I, I don't know. I'm just curious. It's, it's interesting because we, 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 we hear the promises of God. And we read them in the Bible. We wonder, like, why have I not yet experienced these promises? But we forget that the promises are assigned to a territory. The promises are assigned to a place. They're assigned to a path. They're assigned to your obedience. That is the part you play in manifesting or bringing forth that promise. But I've been there with you, bro. And I think that when I hear when you say that is when, the, when God says in, the, in his word, have no other gods before me. Because he is trying to help you understand the importance of God, the importance of his role, because it leads you and it guides you. And if you are being led by money, by influence, if you're lusting after anything that's of this culture, that is your God. That is what's leading you and guiding you. And those things have not prepared a path for you. So they're leading you somewhere where toil is going to be necessary. Where un, un, it's just... Not even speaking from theory, just speaking from personal experience, man. I've been down different paths because it's what my family wanted me to do. Right. Even even that, even a family dynamic can be a sort of a Lord or a God. And you have to even sacrifice and give that up and say, God, you, whatever you say is what goes. And I've been down that path and I've, I've wrecked my back and spent so much time and it was all in vain. But nothing that you do for God is in vain. Amen. Dude, I, I love what you're saying because I think it... I think it really gets to the heart of, of of what we're talking about. I mean, I think one of the reasons, as you're kind of explaining right now, one of the reasons that we go outside of the territory that God may have for us is because we just truly don't trust God and we trust ourselves. Like you said, we have our own gods or we have our own idea of what success is supposed to look like. And God has a completely different idea. And the thing is, 
going after what God has for us is actually the thing that's going to give us the greatest amount of joy. And not only that, it's going to bless others because he gets to work through you. I, you had this verse that we were, <laughs> we were going through in Bible study, Proverbs 14, 12. There is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way of death. What do you think is so important about this verse when it comes to this topic of being inside the territory that God has for you? The, the most important part of this or of that verse is that there's a way that seems. There's a way that seems. Seems is what we do when we lack clarity. We have to trust what it seems like. But God said, if you lack understanding, knowledge, was ask me, I'll give it to you. Seeming, if you're in a place of seeming, it's because of your proximity to God. You're too far away. You're not trusting him. You're not pulling in close to him. And I know from personal experience, I've done that when I didn't believe that God had my best interest at heart. That is why I would choose other paths. And that's why I would say, I, I know you say this God, but what I've come to understand is that sometimes God will send you down a path that doesn't look good. And we trust what we seem instead of what he said. And we say, I can't do that God because of how it seems. I know what you said, but because of how it seems, God, I can't do it. But Psalm seventy-seven nineteen that says his way led through the sea, a way that no one knew was there. And that is what we have to learn to trust in our relationship with God that regardless of how it may seem, if he said go, I'm going. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Because I mean, then what you're saying is that by not following God, there's this opportunity to be going after vain pursuits, pursuits that are not in the will of God, when God has already prepared a plan and a pathway for you to be successful in what you're, you're called to do. And that actually, by, by not listening to him, keeps you spinning your wheels. Like what kind of distractions are out there that keep you running away from, from God? That keeps you forgetting about keeping the main thing the main thing. And I think we also forget that if we're actually going to listen to God, even though, the, even though it looks trepidatious, he is the God that works outside of time and space. My mom actually said it like this. God has all the puzzle pieces together. You may only see one piece, but God has already put the other pieces together, but you have to trust him in putting your piece down that he's given to you before he gives you the other piece. Yeah. There's this other verse that you talked about in our Bible study, 1 Corinthians 15, 58. Therefore, my dear brothers and sisters, stand firm. Let nothing move you. Always give yourselves fully to the work of the Lord because you know that your labor in the Lord is not in vain. Yeah. And and that just reminds us of giving yourself fully is a commitment. It's like a marriage. So giving yourself fully, this is letting me know, it's insinuating that my behavior here is not going to be customized by how things seem, but what God said and what I committed to do. So I am committed to the commitment. That's what it means to be in relationship with God. That's what it means to be in marriage as you know Jesus is to the church. We're committed to the commitment. And so this is where I lay down my life and I'm no longer trying to preserve it. The Bible says that if you try to save your life, you'll lose it. But if you lose your life, you'll save it. All for the sake of the kingdom. He's showing you the path to true fulfillment, true prosperity, true impact, true influence, everything that the high performer with higher values is truly looking for. I mean, (laughs) with what you're saying that it's like, don't step out on your commitment to God. Like don't step out on your marriage to God. 
more important. Amen. Yeah. Like you can't step out on God because he is the groom that has already prepared the way for you completely. And it's actually, like you said, die to self. That's probably a way that we can solve this lack of trust issue. Die to self, which is so um, antithetical. It, it's, it, it's, it's a paradox. I mean, like just you were quoting that Matthew 16, 24 through 27. Like I just brought it up here. This is on verse 25. For whoever wants to save their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for me will find it. Mm-hmm. What good will it be for someone to gain the whole world yet forfeit their soul? What it's sounding like, actually, if you forfeit your soul to Jesus, you're going to gain everything. Maybe it's not exactly what the world wants to give you, but it's everything yeah. that God wants to give you, which is so much more beautiful. When we're talking to our audience, man, the high performers with higher values, we know that at some point in this vision and this plan, impact is there. Influence is there. You know that you're creative by nature because there's something you're supposed to create that's supposed to alter or shift or change or enhance this generation that you're living in. There's one path to that. And it's the path that your creator has already chosen for you. And we have to, I had to learn one, trust that he had my best interest at heart. And two, understand what he expects from me. When I make a commitment, he wants me to keep my commitment. You hear what he says, but he heard what you said as well. And those two things really tie in the relationship. It can't just be one-sided. That guy's going to keep all his, and we're not going to keep ours. Uh, You know? Man, I completely agree. You're bringing this verse up now. Ecclesiastes 5, 4 through 7. It says, when you make a vow to God, do not delay to fulfill it. He has no pleasure in fools. Fulfill your vow. It is better not to make a vow than to make one and not fulfill it. Do not let your mouth lead you into sin. And do not protest to the temple messenger. My vow was a mistake. Why should God be angry at what you say and destroy the work of your hands? And this is the craziest part. I love this right here. Much dreaming and many words are meaningless. Therefore, fear God. Like, when we're deciding, you know what, God, I'm going to die to you because that solves this lack of trust issue and I'm going to trust you fully, we can't waver in that decision. If we waver, that's what's going to take us out of place of the territory. We, It, yeah. it, it scares us. It's doubt that makes us double-minded, if you will. It is, and I think that is normal. Yeah. And so we can't, we can't, just, uh, we can't just sit on here and talk about like, don't do it, do this, but man, there... I want to do right. And sometimes I still do wrong. You know what I'm saying to you? So it does come down to creating an environment or routine that can help preserve obedience. A good circle of friends, a morning routine of meditation, staying in his word, being very watchful of what I listen to, what I watch on TV, because anything that you're taking in can attack, can attack your commitment. It can, it can attack your conviction. That helps you to stay committed. And so it's, it's best when we really do customize and create a routine and a circle of people around us to help us preserve our obedience and our submission and our commitment. Man, I agree with that. It, what you're saying is reminding me of my struggle with food because I know that in my marriage to God, when it comes to this, I, I have stepped out a lot and I realized because I I was so focused on my own personal choices and I didn't have the habits that were necessary for me to stay in the moment, Mm. right? I was looking outside of God and thinking, what do I want right here, right now? But then I started to have to remember my vow to God is, this is the temple where he actually lives. 
through the inner working power of the Holy Spirit. Why in the world would I try to put all of this junk in it that doesn't make it run efficiently and doesn't submit to the will of God? So now I have to trust that his way is better than mine and submit myself to him. And also, I think what what also helped me in that vow, because I, I, it's something that I've struggled with for so long, and only now do I finally feel like I have the strength to ex, to execute God's will in my life. Mm. I had to re- remember not just the vow I made to God, but also the people around me. I remember telling Lee, my wife, that my vow is I never want my daughter to struggle with the same food addictions that I do. Mm. I don't want her to see her family struggle and now that's passed on to her. And when I think about that, because she's the closest thing to me, my daughter Kaya, it lights a fire in me. So then I pray that my pursuit will never be in vain and that I have to win this. And remember not to do it, I can't do it alone. I have to trust God, full reliance on him and then fully participate in what he's called us to do, right? That my faith with works will be alive. And so like when I think about those things, that's kind of like the habit now I have to think about how to not go outside of my vow with God. You know what, man, this, what you just said just reminded me of the book that I wrote before the I do. I have a chapter called, Mm. um, a chapter called um, Both Feet In. And it talks about just the way you make a a marriage flourish or relationship flourish is by being fully committed. And if we backtrack and go back to the verse, it says fully give yourself. And so from a practical standpoint, we have to do a self-assessment of where am I not fully giving myself? Identify the fears, the insecurities. Be honest about where you don't trust God and then go into prayer. Go into his word. Sit with the counselors that God has assigned to you and work through that thing because you can't pretend courage. You can't pretend bravery. When it comes down to it, either you have it or you don't and it's going to be evident in your actions. Mm. Man, I love that. Go all in. Like love God with all of your heart, your soul, your mind and strength, which is nice because God is asking for you to be fully in every aspect of how we live this life be committed to him and and i think also what you said brings up another point about why we may go outside of the territory god's called for us why we may be out of place mm-hmm. i think it's this idea of fear right i mean we've talked earlier about the idea that we're supposed to maximize our uniqueness our our imagination for god right we're going to be here to rock the boat but Maybe fear creeps in and now you don't want to occupy that territory of success God's called for you because it's easier to stay in the comfort zone. It's easier not to wake up earlier. It's easier for you not to go into that job interview. It's easier to compromise who you are. Maybe you're realizing you don't have all the skills that you need and it's keeping you from being the high performer with higher values operating in your highest nature. Yeah, and I think that that fear that I know that I experience it came from this verse when I read it. It's almost like when I read the verse, I immediately felt fear, but it says that to whom much is given, much is required. And it's almost like, I just want to make this one-time investment in this kingdom thing, in this God thing, and I'm set for life. You know, I can retire and live off this residual, you know, blessing income. But God says from faith to faith, from faith to to faith. That is the pace from faith to faith. And so you, I did that in one season, but now I'm going to a bigger season. Territory has been enlarged, high performer with higher values. 
Now the sacrifice has to match the new territory. And then there's promotion. And then the sacrifice has to match the new territory. And so as you go from starting your business from a startup to expansion, to marriage, to children, to, you know, legacy, to generational wealth, like all those things require a higher level of responsibility, which is almost always synonymous with sacrifice. Right. Well, then, I mean, I guess the question is now, how do we occupy that higher level of responsibility how do we bring ourselves to a mindset that allows us to do this and i i think we go back to the bible let's look at joshua 1 7 through 9 keeping with on our study of joshua it says here be strong and very courageous be careful to obey all the law my servant moses gave to you Do not turn from it to the right or to the left that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may be careful to do everything written in it. Then you will be prosperous and successful. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. For the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Yeesh. Bro, what are you what are you what are you hearing when you're when, when when we're talking about fear and and how this verse talks to that? Listen, bro, meditate. That's what I'm hearing. I'm hearing meditation. Meditation is key. Meditation is nourishment. Meditating on God's word, let me be clear, is nourishment to our soul. It's reminding us of who we are, where we come from, and what we need as beings, as people having this human experience. That meditation on his word so that I might not sin against you. He's showing you right there that if there is a behavior that's contrary to what he's created us to do, it is because of what's inside of us. That's what's coming out. The Bible says from the abundance of the heart, the mouth even speaks. The Bible says you will know a tree by the fruit that it bears. That is our behavior. And so ultimately he's saying, look, if you want to live this life, which I know is going to be a challenge because you're born into sin and there's temptations and there's a flesh that you're wrapped in, Meditate in my word. I promise you, it will enable you, empower you, and help you to live out some of those more challenging assignments and missions that I, that I put you on. I mean, that's exactly what Jesus did in, in, in face of sin mm. when he was out in the desert for 40 days, 40 nights. It was very, it could have been very easy for the son of God to say, you know what? I'm tired. You know, I don't really want to do this. But let me tell you right now, Jesus was the highest performer that ever lived because in the face of death, in the face of shame, in the face of Satan saying, hey, you know what? You could do all these things. He always remembered his assignment by meditating on the word of God and letting that be on his lips. Mm. He would say, thus saith the Lord, boom. Thus saith the Lord, boom. It is written, boom. That's how God is able to stay strong and courageous. And if Jesus had to do that, how much more do we have to? I also think because of that, that meditation shows your, um, the fullness in what you want to enter mm. God's presence and love. I mean, it says right here, John 14, 21, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. The one who loves me will be loved by my father and I too will love them and show myself to them. I feel like by by meditating with God's word and then keeping what he says, that showing of love to him, there is so much that God wants to do in you that makes things easier because you're now, as it says, you're strong and courageous and you're fortified. Yeah. 
there's, there's, it's almost like marriage. Like in your marriage, there's one thing to go on a date with your wife, ask her questions, get to know her, find out her favorite food, places to vacate. So, you know, you can do nice things for her. But there's a totally different, there's, 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 there's very specific data that you get when you just spend intimate time with her. Talking or not talking, but there's something that's conveyed in those precious intimate moments that sometimes words can't give you or sometimes research can't give you. And I believe that is what God is calling us into when he says meditate. Sit with me because the human language is so limited. Just sit with me. And by osmosis or wherever else, however else he wants to do it, I'm going to give and impart unto you what you need, not only to just do the work in his generation, but to enhance our relationship. Because that's what we were made uh, for in the beginning. That's so good. I, I agree. I think also in this verse, one thing I'm seeing, and, and God does this so many times in Joshua 1, where he says this phrase, be strong and very courageous. It's such a rooting word for Joshua. And what I love about being strong and courageous, remember Joshua is a man, I think of, I think he was a man of military, right? He was of a army background. He was leading the Israelites into battle. Mm. And so I almost feel like if you're going to be strong and courageous, you're not entertaining the devil. Like even if fear is coming into what you're called to do, oh no, I'm not skilled enough. Oh no, I can't control my food. Oh no, my ideas aren't good enough to, con- to, to accomplish what God has called me to do. This is about fortifying your mind and, and, and being almost militant to those ideas. This will not have space here. These, this is not even a suggestion. I think this is more of a, this is a command that you have to do for yourself so that you know you're going to war with the thoughts that may control you if you do not submit to God and are not strong and courageous. You, you share something with me, Kevin, that blew my mind. And, it, and I can't quote you exactly, so I want you to expound upon it, but it, it was sure. alluded to the point to where you said, if God gives you a command, then you have to give your situation a decision. And you talked so deeply about making a decision. And, and I just, can you unpack that a little bit more? I want to hear it again. I'm pretty sure it would be, it would be helpful to our higher performers with higher values. Bro, 100%. I mean, for me, it was once again in this struggle that I've been having with food that I, I had a conversation with my, my coach and he told me, Kevin, you know, the reason that you're not making any headway in this area of your life is because every single time we've spoken about it, you've never given me a real decision. And I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, you've given me suggestions. What a suggestion is, is an opportunity that gives you a way out if something doesn't go to plan. A decision means I am going one way, I'm not going back, I am burning the bridge behind me, and I have decided that nothing will come against me. And if it does, and if I make a mistake, I am still going to learn from my mistake rather than let that mistake own me. And once he finally said that, I realized how much I had been um, weak and that I didn't let strength and courage be my baseline when it came to the issues of food. And when I finally said, I have made a decision, it was like my body arose and my soul awakened. 
And now I feel like I have so much dominance in this area. It's still hard, but I mean, I, I feel like now I can execute the will that God actually had for us because I finally made a decision. And I know that helps me in the sight of fear. In the sight of fear, I said, well, I'm not, I've already burned the bridge behind me. I can't go back. I'm going only one way. As the Chinese say, there's this phrase called, which means you're only always going going forward and that's what i finally decided man i think that between meditation and making a decision we've put ourselves and our listeners on a great practical path to overcoming the part of the reason why we get exhausted when it comes to success man Uh, i i completely agree i mean everybody listening out there Sometimes it's hard when you feel like God's called you to a place, but you want to go out of place because this territory seems nerve wracking or there's a lack of trust in God. God, I don't know if your plan is actually good for me. I don't know if I can do what you've called me to do out of fear. But this is where we step into what God has called us to be. We fortify ourselves. We meditate on the word of God. We observe what God has called us to be. We've, we, we are strong and courageous and we stay in that place and we do not step out of our marriage to God because we have to realize that he has a bigger plan that we could have ever imagined. And that plan is here to bless those around us in our sphere of influence and ultimately bless the world. We hope you guys enjoyed this episode. And remember, love transforms you. Purpose defines you and impact activates you by faith. We'll see you guys next time. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of Imagine Faith Talk. We hope you enjoyed it. And if you want to be on our journey with us, then there's a few things you can do. First, subscribe so you can know when the next episode drops and share it with a few people you think would enjoy it as well. Second, we'd love to hear from you. You can go to the bottom of our website, www.imaginefaithtalk.com and send us comments, prayer requests, or tell us topics you'd like to hear on the podcast or even questions you'd love us to answer. Third, join our Imagine Faith Talk Club on Clubhouse. This is a space where you can connect with other like-minded individuals and the rooms are hosted and led by members of our leadership team. You can see a schedule for when our rooms go live on our club or on our website. And finally, follow us on socials at Imagine Faith Talk. It's all one word. We love you all and we'll see you on the next episode.